0: Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Uh, Today, uh, I'm just excited for what God has for us. Last week, I've talked about the talked about the do's of fellowship, and today we're going to talk more about the don'ts of fellowship. Kinonia, we've been talking about it, we've been talking about how it's a representation of fellowshipping together, making time together for fellowship, making time for that person in need. There's a lot of people right now in this room, they might be smiling, but they are in need of some fellowship. Last week, we talked about fellowship and what fellowship meant. Fellowship is being in community. See, we need to always remember that fellowship amongst us is not an option. I want you guys to remember that fellowship is not an option. It's a command and a standard. As a believer, as a disciple of Jesus, this is something that has to come out naturally. I want you to know something that my wife fellowships so much. She is teaching me how to fellowship because she loves to be around people. And I'm like, baby, God has put us together because I'm totally opposite. I like to be by myself and I'm okay with it. Yes, my brother, they want us to be with everyone else too. But she she pulls it out of me to the point where I'm like, okay, baby, I understand where you're going with this. Because it's hard, it's easy to be up here preaching about it but when you're living it, it's totally different. It's totally different because you're tired and you, you don't, you don't want to spend time sometimes. But remember, every time that you pray to Jesus, do you think he's there willing to hear you? He's there all the time waiting to hear what you have to say. We mentioned that the heart of God for us is to live a life in community. Community. Now, what God has planned for our life is that we do life with one another. Some people keep, for some reason, the distance for some some reason. Sometimes it's because they've been hurt in the past and they don't want to open up. But let me tell you something. As soon as you make that decision to follow Jesus, you have to also make that decision to also fellowship. And learn to fellowship. Even when it might take you to some un- areas of, of feeling uncomfortable. But we can't let those experiences rob us. We can't let those bad experiences rob us for what God has for us. When I was at uh, a couple weeks ago, I was invited to the Kurt's house. To Tucker's house. And, and, and they made a beautiful dinner for us. If you look at uh, Kurt and you look at me, the Tucker's house, you look look at Kurt and look at me, he is way older than me. Yes. Kurt is way older than me. But the age bracket or the age gap didn't change the way we communicated with each other. He had so much information that I need to know. He had so much wisdom that I need to learn from. And I've learned that just because they don't look like you, don't mean you can't hang with them. Our job as believers, our jobs as Christians are to break all those barriers that this world puts in our way. I love looking at my nieces and my cousins because if you look at our family pictures, we're all different kind of colors. This is who we are. And as believers, this is how we should be. We should be able to... To, to surrender ourselves at, the, at a quick second to help someone else. We should be able to reach over and say, hey man, are you okay? Don't look at the form of how they dress sometimes, because I think we all do that. Because they look a certain way or because they, they, they may carry themselves a certain way. I don't know if Angel's here. Is Angel here? Can you bring him over here? I'm always here. Come here, Angel. When I met Angel, you could be down there. You're too tall. You're too tall. tall. (laughs) When I met Angel, Angel was broken. Angel. I had a whole bunch of hurt in his life and I could have looked at Angel and said wow this is a big guy not like, not like that I'm just saying like you know tall big tall you know muscular yeah let's switch that thank you yeah you good thank you and I could automatically distinguish him for how he carried himself at that moment But this is not what Jesus does. Jesus reaches people who need help. I need help. We all need help. How can I automatically judge my brother if I can't put myself in his place first? So I talked to Angel. I said, Angel, what's up, bro? And Angel opened up to me. See, there's moments in life that we stop from allowing God to enter into because we're just looking at the outside appearance. And we're just judging instead of looking at the heart. Jesus, every time he looks at us, he doesn't look at us with guilt. He looks at us with love and compassion. And knowing that there's always hope. So every time I see Angel now, or every time he sees me now, we're embracing each other like, yo, how you doing, Angel?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing all right.
0: But because angel, angel, you can now stand up here, so you can show everybody. But because he's this big, I automatically was like, uh, I don't know if I want to talk to angels. <laughs> but as believers, we can't allow this difference or, or the way we look or the way we dress to determine how we fellowship with everyone else. Let me tell you, Angel is a man who has the warmest heart. He is so, he is so, like, like, I thought he was going to talk to me, like, screaming at me. But he's like, how are you today? <laughs> like, he has the nicest voice. I'm like, bro, you need to talk more. If you would talk more, you would avoid everyone from, <laughs> but that's the problem. Sometimes we're, we automatically put people in categories. Jesus doesn't do that with anybody. He goes out for those that are hurting. He goes out for those that are in pain. He goes out for those that are lost. And I'm just happy every time I see uh, Angel because Angel's here yesterday and Friday, I'm sorry, I, I, I felt like I've been here all day. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, but every time I see him, he he he's always there smiling and willing to help. And I just want to say, angel, I, I, I am so happy to see what God continues to do in your life. He's doing amazing things.. brother. that's the problem with today's society remember last week I was talking about how Jesus was at a table with the Pharisee and even the Pharisee was looking at Jesus and determining Jesus saying hey if he only knew that lady that was touching him she is full of sin and Jesus didn't mind that Jesus wasn't even worried about that let me tell you something if you, every time I say Pharisee last week, I want to explain that because people say Pharisee. Pharisee is a person that represents a religious part in the Jewish community. So you can say that the, that the Pharisee, he was a pastor. He was a pastor. He was a minister. He invited Jesus into his house. You would think that the minister would know how to treat Jesus, the Messiah, But he didn't even know. The religion didn't even know how to welcome the Messiah into their home. So, today I want to talk about the don'ts of fellowship. Again, last week we shared that the woman in this story was here and she was at the home and she was washing his feet, she was anointing his head with oil. She was giving him kisses. She was embracing him because Jesus was there. He was present. While Simon was just there determining all the flaws that that lady had and determining, hey, this guy is the real Messiah that everyone is talking about. He should know that she is living screwed up. But Jesus didn't see that way. Jesus didn't look at the hurt. Jesus didn't look at the pain. Jesus looked at the moment of serving you see Simon requested Jesus to come to his house because he thought that he was worthy of having Jesus over but he wanted to catch Jesus in a mistake he wanted to catch Jesus in an error have you ever been invited somewhere And they just invite you just to see how many mistakes you can do. They invite you just to see you fall or just see where you are in your life. They're automatically determining how you're living. And it's sad because as believers, as followers of the kingdom, when we invite somebody to our home or when we invite somebody to fellowship with us, Our only purpose should be to embrace them and to bring them up. Not to push them down. Not to make them feel worse than how they entered. Our job as believers is to use every moment to change somebody's life for the better. If you're not changing somebody's life, I don't know what's going on with you. Because Jesus is already in you. Jesus is already in you. Jesus has left a helper that lives inside of you called the Holy Spirit. To give you the right words, to give you the right conversation topics, to talk to those people who need to hear the love and the hope that Jesus brings. But sometimes we invite people over our home just to have moments of entertainment. We invite People over our home just to see our new car that we have in our garage. We invite people over our house just so that people can see how good we are doing. Don't forget, don't confuse socializing with fellowship. It's my first point. Don't confuse socializing with fellowship. Don't confuse entertainment and socializing with fellowship. You see, fellowship is more than just socializing. I know socializing is a part of fellowship. And it's probably the entry point of being part of fellowship. Because through socializing, we start to know people. Yeah, it's good. Through, through, Through socializing, we start to learn about people. Through socializing, we start to learn about their different talents that they have. This is what happens when we socialize, but fellowship should then extend to people with unique talents matching up to help those whose unique needs match their unique talents or abilities. For example, think about this. There might be a person who is sick and needs a ride to a doctor's appointment. And there might be another person who is healthy enough to take them put those together listen up put those together and one serves while the other served one serves while the other is served are you getting that our job is to serve and to allow people to be served too much of us just want to be served and don't want to give back now that's fellowship when we're able to serve others so that they can feel that they're being served. You see fellowship allows people to celebrate a common joy by getting together to meet a common good. Our meeting must have an outcome. They have to make you grow. People need to leave your house encouraged, rebuilt and love. People shouldn't be leaving your house saying I can't go back there anymore we should be motivating people every second of our lives to the point where we just get sick of it ourselves it's funny when I hear my dad say that sometimes when he was running with my mom he would be the one like jogging and saying hello to people and some people would say hello and then some people would not but then he'll continue to say hello and continue to say hello. Like that, you can't be doing that. But he continued to say hello to the point where the guy was like, hi. You got to you gotta break them in. Fellowship is, is a time of breaking in. That one fellowship that you do, where you're showing encouragement to the other person, where you're showing love to the other person, you know what that is? That's the moment where you plant that seed of Jesus in them. There's many people here. That are here because a seed was planted. A seed was planted and then later on it harvested. Let me tell you something. My TT, Jomairah, that one right there in the front, she introduced us to a man a long time ago, named Mr. Will. Now he's still Will. But he introduced us to a man a long time ago. And this man didn't want nothing to do with the church. He was hurt. He was distraught. He was hurting and just frustrated. And one day, my dad had a moment just to talk to him. And with that little conversation, that little moment of fellowship, the pastor was able to plant a seed. See, the change didn't happen there at that moment. It didn't happen quickly. It didn't happen overnight. It took time. And today, Will's in the back going sound for us. And we're just excited for what God continues to do in his life. And the reason why he is feel Will is because now he's my uncle. And if you look at Will and look at me, we look nothing alike. But that's what our family is all about. If your family doesn't look like that, different colors, different eye positioning, I don't know, then you're, you're not living. It's an alien. No, you're not living. Like, I'm just gonna say the truth. No, not that. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm just saying that we 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 tend to surrender, uh, to sur- surround ourselves with people who look like us, or who act like us, or who speak our language, or who understands our culture. Or you see, my my problem is, I tell my wife, babe, I have to. Fellowship with people who don't look like me. I don't want to be around Hispanics. Because there's so many other people that we need to reach. There's so many lost people out there. There's so many people that are hurt. I'm hurt. I need somebody to listen to what I got to say. But how can I say that when we're just continuing to speak to other people that may look like us or may have the same culture, mindset? You see, when I talked to Kurt that day, I was able to learn from Kurt that Kurt was a good person with his hands. He loved to put things together. He was showing me all his equipment. He was showing me all his tools in his garage. See, those moments are moments of fellowship. And in the midst of that, I was understanding his talents and his capabilities. And i was like, okay, this guy is good with tech. He's good with connecting stuff together. These are things that we are going to need in the future in the church To continue to work on God's kingdom. And I said, that's the man I need to have next to me. Now, me and Kirk was eating those ribs that he made that day. And they were delicious. That's why I got my black shirt on. Trying to hide the curve that I have right here. Good try. I know, right? But Kirk and I are not in the same age bracket. But we sat down and we were able to fellowship with each other. We were able to laugh with each other. He's like, bro, you remind me of me. I say, you serious? I look like you? He's like, no, not not like that, but you remind me of me. See, those moments of fellowship are those, those moments that we're able to plant those seeds in somebody's life. That later on in life, they can harvest. See, our meaning must have an outcome. You see, we don't fellowship so that we can feel good about us but so that other people can be introduced to him. We don't fellowship so that pe- so 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 that we can feel good about us. Listen, but so that other people can be introduced to him. If people don't leave your presence changed, then you're doing fellowship wrong. You're doing kinonia wrong. People need to say they have something at their home or they have something that I need. People must want to replicate everything that you're doing. saying, oh, they're doing something right. They they believe in this guy named Jesus and he's changed their life. I need to know this man named Jesus. That's the problem. Some of us are not even promoting that at home. They're promoting the moments of socializing, but they're not promoting the moments of fellowship. Hebrews 10.24 says, can you put that up there? Hebrews 10. It says, and let's consider how to encourage one another in love and in good deeds. Let's consider how to love one another in love and in good deeds. If you come over to my his house, I'm going to open the door and I'm going to say, welcome, bienvenido, hola, hi, hi and I'll bring you straight to my table and we'll sit down and we'll enjoy our time of fellowship I told you last week that I have many memories at the table with people I surround myself with because I see breakthrough I see hearts being mended together I see relationships being mended together and then they leave they say wow I always feel good when I leave from here now think about the last time you had somebody at your house and what happened. Was there a conflict? Was there issues that needed to be, re- be resolved and they were never resolved? I had uh, George actually text me. said, bro, we're eating, ta- we're eating dinner at the table. Chino was like, papo, we're, we're, we're eating. We're, we're trying to implement what, what, what was being preached about fellowship. Because we want to fellowship with everyone else, but we don't fellowship in Family. You know why? You're probably together with your wife, but you're really not together. It's because your fellowship here is not together. You eat together, you look at each other, but you don't talk. You eat together, you look at each other, you don't encourage one another, you don't love one another. And then you're trying to figure out why your relationship is falling apart it is not falling apart because you don't have the answer you have the answer you're just not doing it when i sit at the table when we sit at the table we need to know that that moment is a time of encouragement is a time of motivation it's a time of speaking life into our children. Is a time where we're speaking life to our wife and our husband. I am tired of being in conversations when I'm hearing a wife beat up the husband or the husband beat up the wife verbally. And it's sad. Because Kenonia is not that. Kenonia is moments of uplifting, uh, moments of encouraging, moments of fellowship where you leave like, oh, that was great. That was a good meal. That was an awesome experience. Many of us are having difficulties in our marriage. Time My cool shoes. Are having difficulties in our marriage. Are having difficulties in the bedroom. Because we don't know how to do that first. We think that The way to a woman's heart is through the money we make. see, ladies have these things, which is called ears. That's what they're called. These things are called ears. And when a woman is hearing words of disapproval, she starts to step away from you. And then you're trying to figure out why things aren't happening in the bedroom. It's because she, how can she surrender herself to you if you're not treating her like the queen that she should be treated? But instead, you're just filling her up with words of disapproval and, and vice versa. This doesn't just happen. I hear, I, whoa, man. There's some ladies that I've been hearing that they, they don't want nothing to do with their husband. They don't want nothing to do with nothing. They don't know how to just, just give words of encouragement. They don't know how, how to give words of, of affirmation. They don't know how to give words of just saying, papi, I love you. You don't know what it is. Look, let me tell you something. When I'm working on one of the cars at my house or I'm, I'm putting a plug on the tire because you know I, I get a lot of flats. And my, my wife comes out and she offered me a cup of water. You don't know what that does to me. I'm like, you seen what I was doing and you were able to compliment what I was doing with a glass of water. I'm like, baby, thank you so much. I love you. You don't have to say you love you to a man. You just have to show love. Listen, please. Women, you don't have to do basically anything. You just have to Say, I made you a sandwich. And they will do backflips for you. Vice versa, fellas. When you see your wife and she's dealing with the kids, don't don't just think you're just a man's man and you can't do nothing. Help her out with the kids. Say, baby, I got you. You need me to take them a bath? I'll take them a bath. You need me to need me to cook? I'll cook. It's not gonna taste good, but I'm gonna try. The pastor has been watching some YouTube videos on how to cook, and his cooking skills is, like, phenomenal. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Every time I call my pop on Facebook on FaceTime, I'm like, pop, what you doing? And he's always like, like, ching, 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 like, hibachi's at their house. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm just doing, got some ginger, and I got some, like, what is that? I'm used to adobo, sassong. <laughs> he's, he's, he's using that moment of learning. Listen, using that moment of learning because he's taking his time out to make himself better so that he can give to his wife that moment of fellowship, that moment of ketonia. <laughs> and I want you guys to know that my mom... My mom, um, she was over at my house. and It was funny. She was over at my house and she forgot how to cut onions. Her speed got slower. I said, what happened? Dad's taking... I said, Dad is taking care of the meals now, right? She said, yeah, he's doing real good. He's doing real good. See, don't fellowship with hitting expectations. Second point, don't fellowship with hitting expectations. Don't fellowship with people just because you're going to get something out of it. I talk to so many people that just fellowship because they need a babysitter for next week some people fellowship just because they need a babysitter or they need a, a dog sitter or they just need your talent and your gifting so that they can get something resolved Jesus doesn't do that and if you're doing that you're doing fellowship all wrong Fellowship is when we spend time together. Fellowship is when we uh, try to encourage each other. Fellowship is when the other one is crying, you hug them and you cry with them. Fellowship is when someone is able to talk to you so transparent that they feel comfortable with talking to you. And they feel comfortable to receive your advice. I talk to a lot of people. Thank you. I talk to a lot of people. And when I'm talking to them, they're like, why am I talking to you? You're too young. You're not supposed to have this kind of wisdom. And I say to them, it's not about the age. It's about who you spend time with that makes you who you are. You see, I have in me and the way we should have in us is a desire to be closer to God, to be closer to Jesus. So that everything that comes out of our mouth is just wisdom, is just wisdom, is just wisdom, is just wisdom. But sometimes we're just so hooked on the Kardashians and we're so hooked on Nicki Minaj. And we're so hooked on everybody else on what's going on in the world that when we talk, we have no substance. We have no wisdom. We have no, nothing. And if you want to be an example of who Jesus is, you have to fellowship with Jesus. You have to fellowship with Jesus and understand that Jesus is going to fill you up with everything you need to know. Can you put Philippians 2 to 5, please, up? Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, If any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in the same spirit, intent and on one purpose, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility consider one another as more important than yourselves every time we spend the time with people we should already and automatically consider that person that they are way more important than us when you're going to somebody's house and you don't you don't see that they're trying to allow you to have a nice time at their house then something is wrong they're just they're just they just want you to come over so that you can entertain them Don't allow others to shake your character. Point three. Don't allow others to shake your character. If I was in that table with Simon the Pharisee and Jesus, I would be looking like, oh my God, it's about to go down. It's about to go down. There's a point of that story where Jesus does this, and it's very important. A lot of people don't really pay attention to it. Jesus is sitting down. The lady is washing his feet. The lady is filling him with love and anointing his head. And he looks at Simon. Take my little thing out the way. He looks at Simon, and he's like this, talking. While the lady is just serving and while the lady is, is, is making him feel welcome to be in Simon's house. And when, he, when Jesus sees and hears what the man is saying, because the thing is, the man didn't speak it out. The man didn't speak out what he was thinking. Jesus knew that he was saying those things in his mind. And he said, Simon, check this out. You may say that this lady is hurting, and she's the worst of the worst. but since the moment I entered into your home, she has not been doing anything else but blessing me with love. She hasn't been doing anything else but blessing me with, with washing my hands and giving me kisses and embracing me and and I look at you, and I don't get that from you. You see? The lady was doing actions, but there was a moment where she was unseen doing those actions. Many times we want to be seen while we're doing actions to show that we're fellowshipping or that we're serving. But the lady was using that moment to serve even though she wasn't being seen. So that when Jesus turned around... And was looking at the lady, the glory from his face was upon her. The words of affirmation, the words that she needed to hear was right here. Simon could have been hearing those words of encouragement, but because of the way he carried himself and the way that he had, he, he, his mindset was, he wasn't able to receive those words. But as soon as Jesus turned himself around and looked at everything the lady was doing and looked at the tears that she had and looked at the pain that she was in and looked at the hurt that she was in, he was like, baby girl, it's okay. They see you. They they see you the way that everyone else sees you but I see you differently I know what I can do in you and after all of your serving I know that you have the heart willing to change there's some people in here that want to get some words of affirmation from somebody in their life but keep doing what you're doing and serve in those areas that you're not seeing in And see how God continues to bless you. Serving. Is the most important part. Of Kenonia. Because serving. Is something. That is always done. And most of the time. Is always done unseen. So next time. When you're sitting. With other people. You should be encouraging them. Even when. When. Their life isn't together. Even when they're living a life totally different than you. You should be there encouraging them, loving on them, embracing them, showing that glory that God has put upon you. When people see you, they should be like, I need to surround myself around that person because I need, I need to be let go of all my hurt. Let go of all my pain. And the only reason they can see that in you is because you keep filling yourself with that person named Jesus. You see, when you fill yourself ongoingly with God's word and and God's relationship, you can't do nothing but speak Jesus. Now, I'm not saying speak crazy Jesus. There's a difference. Because there's some people who just take it all to a whole nother level saying that you're going to hell. That's it. I'm talking about the Jesus that shows compassion, the Jesus that shows love, the Jesus that shows hope, the Jesus that says, you might be stuck here, but I'm going to take you out of here. I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to show you my face so that you know I'm still here. There's many things that we need in today's society. There's many things that we need into, into today's society. But for some reason, we can't do it because we are scared of what people are going to say about us. When was the last time you were able to hug somebody and just cry with somebody? When was the last time you were able to hang out with one of your friends? When was the last time you was able to hang out with a nephew or niece? Fellowship is more than just Hanging out with your family. It's hanging out with those that are in pain. Those that are in hurt. And most of the time, those people that are in pain and that are hurt are those that are also in your family. Don't let them read books. Let them them find hope in the the lifestyle that you choose. In the God that you trust. Saying, you know what you need? You need to come with me on a Sunday. You know what you need? You need to check out this stream. You know what you need? You, you, You need what's happening in my life to happen in your life that lady came yeah you gotta picture this because i've read this and she she is just falling to her knees and wiping jesus feet and getting oil and pouring on his head and just kissing him and embracing him and and most of the time we just see the alabaster box we see the oils that's being poured on jesus but we don't see the action that she is doing In the eyes of others, she is a sinner. But in the eyes of Jesus, she's his daughter. That he knows that one day he'll die for her on a cross and take all her pain away. Take all her sickness away. Please, next time someone wants to hang out with you, allow them to come in and don't prejudge them just allow them to come in and open up to you don't judge somebody's character don't, don't 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 allow other people to shake your character and what i mean by that is if this if i'm a nice guy then i want people to know that i'm a nice guy if you believe in jesus that should be the biggest thing that comes out of you the love of jesus the encouragement of jesus but there's some people that are more fans of of sport teams than Jesus. More fans of the. UFC fight that's going to happen than Jesus. Ephesians 4, 2, 4. I like this. It says always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowance for each other's fault. Because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united. In the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Romans 12, 16, put that up. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Don't and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. If you're doing this, you're living in kinonia and fellowship wrong. We're all going to be failed by people. People are always going to come into our lives and they're going to always try to put us down. But you need to be the light in their life. And show them the love that Jesus has shown to you. Encourage them. It says, do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. I go to work, I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? I treat my job as the church. I welcome people with a smile, I welcome them with a little fist pump, like, what's up? I haven't seen you in a long time. How's the family? Like, they call me Mr. C at work. I'm like, Mr. C, why are you so happy all the time? I go, like, I got a lot of stuff I could be upset about. But I can't allow this world to determine the outcome of my life. So if I can be some light in somebody's life, I'm going to do that. And this is the way we should live our lives. Think about it. If someone treats you wrong one day. At work, you'll be there the next day. But if someone treats you wrong here at the church, you won't come back. The church is just an atmosphere of a whole bunch of other people who need help. They're looking for answers. We we don't all live the same kind of lifestyle. But we're all living in fellowship because we have parts in our lives that we need help in. And it's okay. I see people every day who continues to blame church for a lot of what they're feeling. Blame the church, but don't go far away from Jesus. Don't lose hope. God is always there for you. God will always show love. This is a verse I have that's not up there, but I thought it was good from matthews 10 13 and 15 it says if the house is worthy see that your blessing of peace comes upon it but if it's not worthy take back your blessing of peace and whoever does not receive nor listen to your words as you leave that house or city, shake the dust off shake the dust off there's going to be someone you're going to speak to and you're going to change their life at that moment. But you're not going to see the change until maybe a couple years later. Don't feel like a failure. Don't feel like you haven't done kinonia. Just understand that some people just need some time. When I see people here and I, I know their story and I'm like, God continues to work in people. We just have to be patient and wait for the outcome. And the way that God works. God doesn't work in our time. He works in his time. So you might be praying for somebody at work who you can't stand. And you're like, God, I need you to help me to be nice to this person. Because they're pushing me. And God is just saying, just take your time. You're not going to change them. I'm going to change them. But continue to sow that seed in their life. What I'm trying to say is that you have enough fights outside of your home that you have to deal with. So why do you keep dealing with it at home? Why do you keep dealing with issues at home? When you go home, that should be your safe haven. That should be the place where you just are able to breathe and let everything go. But that only happens by the work that you put into it. I was invited a couple days ago somewhere and they, they said, oh, but it's not, it's not, it's, it, the location is not the best looking place. And, and I said, mama, it, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to surround myself with people like you that are willing to spend time with another brother. Because in the eyes of God, we're brothers and sisters. We should be able to love each other. We should be able to spend time with each other and encourage each other. Fourth point, don't rush to disapprove people. Simon rushed to disapprove the woman and Jesus. He was quick to judge the action of the woman. And the fact that Jesus allowed her to serve him. We all hear people who discount us sometimes and they say, I don't have time for this foolishness. Everyone at some point of our lives has moments of foolishness that God some way has to tolerate. It. And that God waited patiently to get your life together and work with you and deliver you from it. The truth is that we still don't have our lives together. But in the place that we are in, God is still patient. And he's still waiting patiently for you. Even in our circumstances, God allows us to live another day and give us another opportunity. He keeps protecting us and blessing us, even when maybe we don't deserve it. But God still has patience and love for us. And if he has patience for us, we should have patience for those that we surround ourselves with. Galatians 6:3, 1 to 3. Live creatively, friends. If someone fails into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments to yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day is out. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burden and so complete Christ's law. If you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. Keep quiet. Don't judge other people so quickly. Sometimes people just need you to listen. I think many times people just need someone to listen. If a person is in sin, your place should be in restoring that person. Consider how you will be like to be treated, would like to be treated if you were in that situation. Don't keep remembering your brother's fault. I said that last week. Some people try to taste you, I remember when you was like this. I'm like, I don't remember that. God has changed me. I'm new. That's the same way we should look at our friends. That's the same way we should look at our family. Forget about the past. It's over. It's set. It's gone. Dad, forgive my aunt. Forgive her. Let's understand that our job here is to be the light in the midst of this darkness. Not to be darkness in the midst of darkness. It's funny because I was thinking about something that happened a couple days ago. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you could have helped somebody but you decided not to? Like, it was like, ah, if I do this, I'm going to look dumb, so I'm not going to do it. It's funny that Jesus doesn't do that with us. When we need the help, he's there. When we need the love, he's there. When we need the guidance, he's there. He doesn't disapprove you. He doesn't not love you. He always loves you. He, 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 he doesn't give words of, of, of bringing you down. He continues to love you even when you don't think you should be loved. When we do kinonia, when we do fellowship, we should be in a moment where we're encouraging each other to the foolish. So that when they leave our presence, they leave refreshed, they leave renewed, they leave. You don't know what it is to talk with Eagle fans. I have a sister in law who's the biggest Eagle fan. In this, probably in the state of Delaware, and I'm not saying anything bad about the Eagles, but if you say something a little bit bad about the Eagles, she'll rip you up. And then I'm like, you know what? I just, I just gotta love her. I don't, I don't have to. I don't watch sports, so whatever. But this is the way we should fellowship. Don't worry about the little stuff. Don't hold on to the little stuff. That's not going to do the, 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 the bigger outcome of the issue. My job, when I see my sister-in-law, is to always love her and to always encourage her and to always speak words of encouragement into her life. Hopefully she does the same thing about me. I don't know. Okay. That's our job. When I see, who's out there? When I see Rob with his cowboy's jacket. No, 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 no. <laughs> when I see Rob with his cowboy, Corey's, Corey's here too. He's in the back, another cowboy. When I see Corey and, and, and Rob, I'm supposed to love them and embrace them. I'm not an Eagles fan, so I love them either way. I love you guys. Pelicans, what? Listen, we're supposed to encourage each other. When I see Melissa, hey, Melissa, how you my mama? Give her a hug, embrace her. When I see Gladys, I'm like, Gladys, good luck next week because you got to close the whole month. I embrace her. Make sure that when people leave your presence, they leave uplifted. They leave encouraged. They leave with no disapproval. That when they leave your presence, they're like, yo, I need that hug. You know how many times I hear people say, man, your mom gives the best hugs. And it's funny because I hear that. I be trying to give those kind of hugs, but I can't do it. There's something that she has that I don't have. So guess what? That means if you can't do it like somebody else, you just got to do it the way you do. And if you have to do fellowship that way, you have to do it that way. It's okay. If you can't do the whole shebang, just fellowship with people and, and give them words of affirmation where they're saying, Yo, I love spending time with you. You're a good guy. You're a good person. I'm so excited that I had this opportunity to talk to you guys today. I'm so excited that I had this opportunity to talk and to encourage you guys about the don'ts of fellowship. And I know that Gladys is going to be rocking it out next week. And she's going to be like stomping it. like, (laughs) And it's going to be amazing. But I want you guys to leave here understanding that there's more works that we need to be doing in this world for his kingdom. Everything we do should be for his kingdom everything we should do we can all stay thank you again for checking out our podcast if you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing please check us out at www.scarletnote.org see you next time